Back to the J Side Podcast. Here we are, episode six. Let's ask yourself a question right now. When was the last time you tried something new? Have you done anything different in the past month, even, or are you just living the same day over and over again? That's a great question, Jason. Now, one thing, like, if I ask my, I'm not gonna name drop, actually, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of people in my yeah. life, right, where if I ask them this question for like the past five years. They probably have done nothing yeah. new. Like they just go through the motions and that's it. And like, it's boring. It's so boring. With me, I mean, I'm in school. I'm like starting to get back into work. And so there's a lot of things that are changing for me. So I could tell you like just today um, I got into facial rigging. So I learned about a bunch mm, of different facials. dynamics and yeah. So <clears throat> uh, see, like... <laughs> I think whenever I do something new, I, I try to realize that it was something new. Like, that's something that in the past, like, actually just a few months, I've, I, I think about that. Because I know when I told you about, like, um, the three things I was trying to do every day, which was, uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking. It was uh, meditate for 10 minutes a day, um, read 10 pages a day, and talk to 10 people a day. And one of those things was also just, like, you know, do new things. Don't be afraid to, like, get out of your, your comfort zone. Try new things. Go think yeah. outside the box. Um, and most people will do new things or they won't even just realize they did something new. But it's super helpful to realize that you did that so that you realize that there was some progress made, um, a new element of your life was created, or whatever it was. It, that sounds a little more, like, detailed than it is, but it can be more detailed than that. Like, what was, what was the last thing that you did that was new, you think? What do you mean by new? Like, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be first time. Okay, so yeah, that's a good way to put it. We should define it. It doesn't have to be something that it was your first time. Because first times do come uh, rare. But, you know, doing something that you don't like to do or doing something that makes you uncomfortable, that could be also considered something new, I guess. Because you're trying it. But can it be, like, the first time I ate something, it can't be, like, a new skill that oh, I'm trying yeah, to Oh, yeah, definitely, acquire? definitely. Like, other than mm. facial rigging or whatever 3D animation nerd stuff you're up to. There's a lot of 3D nerd <laughs> stuff, though. That's, like, my entire life. Yeah, I know. Um, Switching up, like, workouts. Finding mm. new workouts is something that I try to do as regular as possible because makes it so i don't get like bored of my routine i still try to like target the same muscle groups um but just this past week i've been trying different um like pull workouts on my pull day so i have one of those little like rubber band things so i'm kind of like trying different pulls and trying like uh bicep curls with those instead of actual dumbbells okay. so yeah no, that's good for both uh trying something new and also it's important in your workouts that you don't do the same workout over and over and over and over again you want to switch it up and, you know, work new parts of your muscle. Um, this correlates to a lot of a few things right now. Hopefully I can remember it all. So the most recent thing that I did that was new, I think, was actually last night, was I went and worked out with a friend that I hadn't seen in, like, a year or two from school. Um, we worked out at his gym at Anytime Fitness. It was my first time there. 
I hate lifting with other people too. It's like something that I just am not good at. I end up talking too much or they talk too much and then I get nothing done in my workout and it's a failure of a day. He does he does this app where um, I think it was Julian Smith was the trainer and he gives you a workout every single day and it's a new muscle exercise every day basically. So like it'll be like a light chest day and you're working parts of your chest that you didn't do on your normal chest day or um, it's a new workout every time. So basically you're trying a new lift every time you go to the gym and it's supposedly more effective because you're training technically more muscles rather than the same one over and over again. Um, so you can get a lot more done based on the different variants of workouts that he puts you through. And then mm-hmm. the something new part of it is also the 75 hard challenge that he explained to me. He's done it once successfully already and he's in the middle of it again. And essentially you basically for 75 days, you follow a strict diet, no cheat meals. You can't have any days off for 75 days straight. You also work out twice a day for at least 45 minutes each, and one of them has to be outside. You also drink a gallon of water a day, and you read 10 pages of a book a day, preferably entrepreneurial or nonfiction. And you also take a progress pick every day. And you have to go all 75 days, no cheat days, no fuck-ups. You have to get through it. It's a mental toughness program. And that's a program that is like a super hard thing to do. You might want to start with a, like a different program at the beginning that's easier. Like if you're trying to do something new, this is definitely at the higher end of the spectrum. That's a lot harder. But that's something that you could hold yourself accountable for as a new thing that you do is the 75 hard challenge. And I would recommend that people just try it. And it's on your honor. If you mess up, you got to restart. If you are on day 74, you go back to day one if you fucked up or anywhere in the middle. The first 10 mm-hmm. days, you said, are definitely the hardest. And then once you get through it, you kind of like get comfortable with it. And once you finish it, it's hard to stop. You want to keep doing it. Um, one question I have about this, I don't know how much you know um, about the logistics, but you said like you take progress pick every day. Is this pick something that you keep for yourself so you can compare? Or is this something that you're supposed to be posting so others can hold you accountable? I wouldn't say you post a picture every day. I would say you post a picture on the first day and the last okay. day. And I think um, mm. it's really to see where the results start to change a lot because you're not going to see a change in day one and day two or day day one, yeah. day three. You might see a big change in day one, day 10 or day 10, day 20. But if you want to see how big of a change it happens incrementally throughout the whole process, because you might not, some yeah, people may not sense. see any change to like day 50 or whatever it is. But I mean, you're doing it for almost three months. It's, it's a big, it's a long process. And if you mess up, all you know is that you have to go even longer than you thought now, and you're kind of more encouraged to just not do it if you F up. One thing I kind of want to backtrack on is the switching up of workouts, because it was a while back, I was on Reddit, you know, Reddit has various different communities, so just because I use Reddit doesn't mean I'm associated with mm-hmm. Reddit as a whole, so just a disclaimer. Um, but it was in like one of the weightlifting subreddits. And there's one guy who's saying that like he's switching up his workout every single day, doing something new. And everybody on the subreddit just blasted him for it. They're like, you, you're an idiot. What are yeah. you doing? You should be in like a set routine. And then like every like month or so switch yeah. it up. And that's something that I would like, I think of things very analytically in that aspect. Like I understand that you're supposed to switch it up. But what, when is the best time to switch it up and how much does it make a difference in your growth, right? Those are the, like, if I have the numbers to back those things up, I'm much more likely to adopt them. Okay. 
I have some idea or like insight into it. So I think that um, mm-hmm. at least I've experienced that. Like, let's say I have a consistent workout or split. So your split is technically like what you do on each day. For someone that does it, might not know. Um, like my current split is re- very hyper focused on chest. So it's chest, back, chest, legs, chest, uh, shoulders, arms, blah blah blah, and then repeat, and then there's a point where you might not see as much results if you've been doing that split for so long. It's might be, It might be worth it to explore a new split or explore new lifts within that split, and then you might see more results from when you were seeing, like, you know, peak peak performance. Like, you'll, you'll plateau, you know? Like, there's a point where you might plateau based on certain workouts that you're doing, but then you try another workout, or a new exercise, new lift, and your plateau just increases just because you're doing something new okay. or you're you're hyper focusing a different muscle group or a different muscle within a muscle group. At least I think okay. that's my personal experience with it or what maybe a professional would try to explain. I probably can't put it into as better words, but uh, I think that's a good starting point for how to understand it. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Do you want to delve into the Enneagram now? Would you Would you like to do that? Yeah. Do you know which one you are or which one you think you are? Um, can Can you go first? Um, do you remember which one Griffin thought I was or what he said I was or what he thinks oh, I am? He said he thought you were the Griffin, peacemaker I'm... because, you know, you are a super nice, approachable guy. But I think you might be something else. I thought he said I was four, the individualist. I'll have to listen okay. back. Yeah, I could believe him thinking that too. I don't like the individualist. Well, that's the thing. I don't that's what he it. said. You remember he said, um, the one that you probably are is the one that you struggle with the most or the one that you don't like. But do you think I'm I'm dramatic, self-absorbed? Maybe yeah. self-absorbed. Fuck, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I would like to associate myself more with, I think most with number five, the investigator who is the intense cerebral type who is perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Okay. Do you have a specific... I'll, I'll do this the same for myself, but do you have a specific experience or like situation that you think can uh, put that into perspective? Okay, one of... Oh, that's a great question. There's one time... I used to work at Mariano's, which for people who aren't if from... you're from like, like Brazil Midwest, or Germany. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, there's one time, right? I was at Mariano's. I, I think I was a cart boy at this time, right? I was just like walking around pushing carts and somebody stole something, right? Um, and apparently they just uh, robbed like a 7-Eleven down the store too. And uh, one of my managers came up to me. He's like, Jesse, I need you to go out there and get their license plate. <laughs> You're an investigator. <laughs> right? And I felt so, like, in the moment here. I felt like I was the man. This is going to be my opportunity. Oh, my and, God. like, he could have just gone out there. But I think he wanted me to go out there. You're First scared. off, I'm expendable. <laughs> if they had a weapon, they could just attack yeah. me, right? Um but also, like, I'm in uniform. I'm supposed to be out there yeah. in the first place. So I could kind of just walk okay. by and get uh, past them. But I walked by, right? It's like seven digits. I just looked at once, easy glance, had all seven digits, walked back, and gave the plate number to my manager. And he was impressed. And wow. I still remember it to I can this imagine day, so. you just, like, 
really locking into that role. You're like, I am Detective mm-hmm. Jesse Zumstein right now. I will get this license plate <laughs> for you, Master. <laughs> and you you did it. You executed. I could okay, I believe it. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. How about I you? definitely think I'm the enthusiast, and I think I remember from like a year or two ago when Griff and I originally talked about it, he said I was number seven, which is number seven, is the enthusiast. Um, yeah, I the, can see that. The variants or characteristics that go along with it is the busy, variant-seeking type, spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. Um, another thing that I remember reading in it was enthusiasm, and that was one of my five strengths in the five strengths book that I read, was... Um, Enthusi- or no, sorry, it was empathy, and it said that in here. Um, empathetic was one of the other uh, features in both. And an overview on the enthusiast was that they are almost about everything that catches their attention. So that happens to me a lot is like something that catches my attention, I'll kind of hyper-focus on it. Great example is this podcast. I feel like I've just really like dived into like the creative planning that goes into it and any content creation or you know brainstorming ideas for topics and whatnot, talking to to guess everything that goes into it. And also another part of the um, type seven in brief, it says Enneagram seven with a six wing, which would be my wing is the entertainer. And part of the podcast is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Part of what I like to do when I talk with friends or socialize is entertaining. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And we'll also, I don't know what it means because if you go for anyone that wants to take the test, also a good um, plug for right now is just go to enneagraminstitute.com. And then it's really interactive, a lot of information for each type. You'll be able to get a lot of it for sure. But mine says seven, and then it points on the circle with an arrow at one that says stress. And then another arrow that points down at five, growth. I don't know what either of them mean, <laughs> but I know I have stress, and I know I enjoy growth. So it's pretty accurate in that point right there. Yeah. Are there any kind of like main areas that you think that you fall into? I think you, you could definitely be a three. Oh, like looking at other types? See, yeah, I, well, yeah. I remember we originally only said we would look at our types. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really look at <laughs> other ones. I mean, I looked into um, Peacemaker because that's what I thought Griffin told you you were. I'll look at number three, mm-hmm. um, success-oriented. See, like, I'm driven, yeah. but I don't think, like, my I bet my brother is a three. My brother is the achiever. He is success-oriented. Mm-hmm. He is very driven, and he's very image-conscious. I think he, if he were to take this, he would be a three. I can see myself being a one as well, which is, it's called the reformer. It's the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionist. Not necessarily am the edge of perfectionist, but I'm very technically I think driven. you're perfectionist. So, in, thanks, in your work, it. definitely not, you know, your bed. You definitely don't. Oh, all right for anyone listening right i have the blanket spread across my bed, bed it's is not sloppy made because pillows are just all over well i don't is that a speaker okay okay <laughs> yes i came up from downstairs where do you want to put my speaker i'm gonna throw it on the bed <laughs> okay okay it's it's not that bad not as bad as he makes it out to be did you i didn't have any encounters with because griffin said that the christian's kind of adopted this i didn't really catch anything that made me think of any religion or christianity or anything like that in here did you yeah no which no, is kind of refreshing i was hoping that it, i was really hoping it wasn't overwhelmingly religious or like talks about faith and whatnot which is super yeah. awesome that it didn't because if it did i would have listened a lot less to it yep totally yeah. agree all right jason 
Now, growing up, right? Where are you going with uh, this? <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Um, growing up, right? We were always friends. Not always <laughs> friends. Um, <laughs> there was that one time. Jason, you can't. <laughs> you come from the party house, right? Are you gonna Are you gonna explain right? this to people, or are you just gonna you gonna refer to it? I thought we did earlier on the pod. No, we didn't. Um, but basically, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom was talking to my neighbor, uh, like five <laughs> doors down, and uh, <laughs> and she she's like, "Yeah, Jesse's over at Jason's house. Like he's you know just over there for like his birthday or whatever." And then she's like, "Oh, Jason's house." <laughs> that's the party house <laughs> and Fuck like yeah ever since then that's just like been ingrained in my mom's head and she's like oh jason oh yeah they do parties over there that's the party house and so yeah what, that's just should, always can i give the real story behind it sure yeah well it wasn't due to me it was due to my brother my brother made it the party house parents were gone for even three hours boom party was spawned in the basement before you even knew it and then I got the baggage. I had to carry the baggage with my last name as long as I live. But now I love <laughs> that I have that baggage. In high school, it wasn't great. Teachers did not like me because they did not like my brother. And now I'm totally cool with any baggage that my brother left behind. Totally cool. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, come on. Go on with the party problem. Um. So, something that we want to get into today is we want to talk about marijuana. And we want to go user versus non-user discussion so jason first off we'll establish i am a non-user and i am a user jason when was the first time that you smoked i paint the picture i would love to paint the picture it was probably 2013 or 14 i'm in eighth grade i am hanging out with friends that i am still friends with today and we ride our bikes into the forest with an apple, some weed, and a lighter. <laughs> we carve out that apple with a knife. We had a knife, too. We throw some weed into the apple after, you know, extenuating its insides so that it can be smokable. And we lit that shit up and got high. Except I didn't get high my first time, as most... A lot of people don't. I don't know if you know that or not. A lot of people... Will not get high their first time, especially if you're, I think I was fucking 13 or 14 years old. My body was like, get this shit out of me. But then I. 13 smoking of an apple. <laughs> yeah, in a forest. Um, and it was actually, it wasn't like bad. Like it was the middle of the day. I'm like, like we just got out of school or something. It was like the last day of middle school. And I was like, fuck it, let's smoke. And um it was it was like a sunny day. I remember it like it was yesterday, to be honest. But then you know, kept smoking with uh, same group of friends, still friends with most of them to this day. Um, never had any problems with it up until high school when like parents start to they start to catch on. Um, middle school, they're like, no way he's smoking weed. He's like thirteen or fourteen. Like, <laughs> this is just a joke. But then like you know, as I got to the age where most people would start smoking, and then I. I stopped. Like, everyone was still smoking regularly. I was like, ah, I, I did that. I'm over it. And I'll, I'm just going to give my whole story behind weed up until yeah, recently. Please do. And then we can we can continue. But And then high school, I smoked, like, here and there, on and off, super on and off, really. Wasn't, like, super into it. It was never a, a daily or regular thing. Um, 
I kind of just, it was a social thing. Like, you know, you go to a party or you hang out with friends who smoke. That's just how it goes. Um, and then I'd say I started to realize some of the differences it made. I was either like really lazy or really like drained or exhausted from it when I would wake up the day after. Not like a hangover, but just like, you know, you're tired, you're fatigued. And that's, that's another weird thing about weed is it affects everyone very differently. Like some people can be super productive when they're high. I can't. When I I would smoke, it's more of like a, like a de-stress type thing. And then community college, I was smoking a lot, probably almost every day, just because I was bored, didn't have any friends in community college, didn't have much going on. And then this most recent year, I was also smoking a lot up until the start of this semester. I, I haven't, I haven't smoked in a while now. I still consider myself a user because I will. It's not like I'm against it. It's just I'm focusing on school. I'm focusing on me, some things that are more important, but I'm not against it. And I think I'm a lot more productive without it and just happier. But then once I decided that it was not for me anymore, some good things came. I miss it a little bit. It was a fun, creative thing to do. Definitely relaxing, you know, smoke a little bit, watch a nice movie or film, get a little freaky. All right, but <laughs> and that's where you can take over. So, for me, like I've always been around pot, yeah. right? Growing up, playing lacrosse, Taco Bell, gaming culture, I've always just been around it. Like I'd work with dealers, I'd work with friends who smoke. That's just how it was. But for me, when I was younger, I think it was just like a fear of addiction mm-hmm. and a I knew I wouldn't be able to pay for it because, you know, I had a lot of friends in high school who would just blow like they'd be working like full time outside of their high school. Right. And they would be making all this money and they would be completely broke because they would be spending <laughs> it on pods. They'd be spending it on pot. They would just blow through everything that they're working for and at the end of the day they're going to school for 40 hours a week they are um they're working 40 hours a week and then any time outside of that they're just getting high they're like what are you living for at that point it's oh it's draining it it consumes you and and i that's kind of a problem with people that smoke every day like don't get me wrong Mm. I, i was still enjoy it here and there when when i feel like i can avoid school or you know be done with school but it's consuming yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so at a younger age, that's what was definitely holding me back from trying it was just fear of addiction and monetary costs. And then going forward, I think when I was in community college, I think like during college, I was a little bit more open to trying it. But I that's when I took like my psych class and we got into like neurotransmitters and Uh, like dopamine and learning about the fundamentals of dopamine Mm -hmm. something that's interesting right we're just going to go into some hypotheticals people say money doesn't buy you happiness if you like win the lottery you're going to be (laughs) you never seen someone frown on a jet ski (laughs) (laughs) if you win the lottery you're going to be elated you're going to be the happiest person of your life i guarantee for the first couple weeks dude maybe maybe only for the first two hours (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. but your your dopamine is going to start regulate at that higher level yeah. and you're going to be the same exact um 
level of happiness that you were before, but if you ever drop to a lower dopamine amount, if you drop to where you were before, you're going to be depressed for a certain period of time until your dopamine levels regulate again. So, like, for example, when I was in Savannah, right, meeting a bunch of new people, great experiences, weather's amazing, it was just an awesome time. Corona hit. We had to go back home. It was cold and decrepit here in like Chicago, and it was decrepit. just depressing. Great, great <laughs> adjective for like Zurich. <laughs> um, and so I always kind of like pictured that with weed. Like, yeah, it could be great and it'll make me happier, but then it'll just become the regular, and now I have to pay money for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to make me feel like sluggish, or it's going to make me. It's going to take away the happiness from other parts of my day. And then if I ever stop, then there's going to be that depressive period for two weeks after. So let's say, hypothetically, if mm-hmm. money wasn't a problem and somehow mm-hmm. psychologically do- the dopamine wasn't a problem either, you just, you know, you didn't care about it, what would be the um, the incentives to smoke for you? Really nothing. There's nothing about weed that really turns me on as a person. Okay. There's other drugs, don't get me wrong, that... I think are really great, but I'm somebody who, if I'm, if I'm being less productive in a day, that's gonna translate equally with kind of how I feel about myself that day. Okay. When I sit in my bed and if I watch YouTube for two hours, I'm gonna feel like shit. If I'm just watching a movie, I'm gonna feel like shit. If I'm working on projects, going and working out, uh, meeting new people, I'm gonna feel great. And so if I am smoking pot i feel like that's going to just lower my productivity and kind of damage my internal energy levels yeah 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 yeah. so that's a great topic for weed um i personally as i said before i am not productive when i smoke but i know people that are really productive when they smoke like Mm -hmm. i won't name names but i know there's people that can smoke and study, which is like, like mind boggling to me. I could never, like, I have to be energized and like, like sharp when I'm studying. So anything school cannot be high. Um, I wouldn't be comfortable social at work or in class or anywhere other than like a party scenario. Um, I would definitely need to be as sharp and productive and energized sober to be be in those social settings other than parties i think whenever i see someone that is productive somehow that they're productive i think it's just like a personal effect that like they it affects them differently than it does me and that's why like when i smoke i want to be velcroed to the couch and do nothing whereas when some people smoke they want to go on a nature walk they want to hike they want to i know people that go to the gym i know people that smoke high i know people that like will get to the gym, they reek, and they will go and, like, hit the bench, and they're blazed as shit, and I'm like, how are you doing that? Like, I would drop that shit on my face if I was high right now, but I, I, I did try once, was running high, and I, other than, like, my lung capacity maybe being affected by it, my <laughs> overall, like, attention to running was great, like, I just went, and, like, my legs didn't get tired, my, I didn't get shin splints at all, no lower back pain, and I felt like it was kind of a, a hack. Like, I unlocked this secret to where I could just, like, run and not get tired or sick. Or not, sorry, not sick, not get tired or sore or in pain 
other than maybe some lung capacity is affected. But I was like, okay, so there is one positive that I can find physically and I can use this for. I haven't really used it a lot, but I've used it a few times, and I think it's worth exploring for other people if you're interested in that. Okay. Was this a like a nature run, or is this like I just went two for, miles on a treadmill? I, no, I just I went for a jog outside. Like I ran along the okay. lake in Oshkosh. Yeah. But maybe I feel I I could definitely see the positives from pot marijuana, um, but it's just not for me. Yeah. Well, All you right. know that, and that's good. But you also haven't tried it, so don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. But gonna dive into something else. I would rather take Adderall than pop. Nope. Right? Nope. In Why? instant I'm gonna shut you down right away. <clears throat> Why? I just I know people that dude Adderall's way, way more addictive than weed. Way more. That's okay. Huh? <laughs> did you, did you but, say no it's not? No, 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 no. The the effects that you get from Adderall or just stimulants in general. I'll just say this though, Adderall changes you for ways that you don't want. It it may make you more productive for a short term of, of time, but it, it overall will cause high levels of anxiety if you continue on it. Your blood pressure is gonna go up, your your heart rate's gonna go up, it's gonna skyrocket, you're not gonna be able to sleep. You're gonna be freaking out if you don't have it, when you don't have it, or you're gonna be crashing. And then when you do get it, you're just going to feel it's it's a high, like because you haven't had it. You crave it for sure. I know people yeah. that have had those withdrawals, not something you want to encounter. If it's an every now and then thing, I get it. I've used Adderall for finals. I actually haven't in a while in semesters for sure, but like it's not going to change you. It's not going to, it might make you productive for a short period of time. But then when you get off of it, that's the problem. You're like, I need to be productive again. That's why I need to, I need more Adderall. It's just as addictive and it's going to cause just as many problems as weed. See, like that's the thing that weed will mellow you out. You might chill out. Adderall is going to up your productivity, which can be good for people that have a lot of shit to do, have work to do, important stuff that's on their mind that they need to get out and do. But then you're going to realize, okay, I can't get to the level that level of predict productivity without the Adderall now, and that's where the addiction comes. Yeah. But I do agree. Um, it's a different. It's a different, and it's a better way to use your time using drugs. Mm. This is something that I don't have a lot of knowledge in, but I hear a lot of people talking about like microdosing shrooms or acid. Can you microdose something like um, Adderall? Um. Well, I think the term microdose is used in used when you want to trip, like in acid or shrooms. They're psychedelics. Adderall is not mm-hmm. psychedelic, therefore you're just going to feel the effects less. And the effects is, you know, I guess, brain productivity, like, you know, yeah. or how fast your, your processing speeds are in your head. That that might change, and, but it's just going to change for the fact of rate, like your overall rate of productivity will just go, it's going to be less of a high than it would be if you took the full dosage. But microdosing, I would say, is just for psychedelics. Okay. So, Understood. You know, Understood. LSD, shrooms, etc. Disclaimer, I don't plan on taking um, Adderall. Disclaimer? Yeah, yeah. Why in not? In the future. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I'm I'm not against anybody who does really any drug. I mean, if you're doing, like, heroin or meth, yeah, like, we could have some beef. But... <laughs> we, we could have some beef. But if you're, if you're just chilling, man, I don't care. So 
You can do shrooms. You can do this acid. could be a good a good gateway here though. So the problem with drugs, all drugs really, is the time that it takes. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them will they'll deceive your perception of time. Adderall and weed, perfect examples. We already talked about both. Weed. I don't know. I would say that whenever I smoke, time goes by a little bit slower. When you're drunk, goes by a little bit faster. Adderall, time goes by faster. That's my personal opinion. People might have different experiences, but time is something that you're limited on. Do not waste your time. You have only certain amounts of time. If you can manage your time efficiently and plan ahead and know how to utilize it in productive ways, you'll have a lot more good experiences in your life you'll experience more such as like traveling money's gonna come back to you but time won't if you're if you're against traveling you're like oh i don't have the money or time you have the money you just want to keep your money usually and yeah. you have the time now you won't have the time later um what do you think about making time so one thing when you're talking about traveling there's a lot of things that i feel like Let's say I want to move tomorrow, to, like across the country or well, there's, there's to traveling a whole and other country, right? Yeah, yeah. But let's say I'm moving okay. or, or I'm traveling. Let's say I'm, I'm going to travel for like two weeks. Okay. If I have like a dog I have to take care of or if I have a week or, or if I have like a nine to five job, that might be really hard for me to get out of. So something that I constantly am trying to do is to make sure that I'm not locking myself into commitments like that i.e. remote work is that what you're saying i.e. i don't want i mean i guess for i I would love to get like remote work or do freelance uh post-graduation but i'm trying not to be in a relationship i'm not trying to have like any pets anytime soon i'm not there's just a lot of things like that like because i want to travel with people and they're like sorry i can't can't get out work and it'll be like three months away i'm like what do you what do you mean you can't get out work you work at like Walmart. Like, <laughs> it's like you, you can, can. You, you just, get out of you work. You just won't. Yeah, and oh my gosh, not not calling anybody out here, but if I'm trying to get food with somebody, right? Let's say we're just going down the street. We're going to Noodles and Company, and I'm asking like, when you're free? They're like, oh, sorry, I'm I'm just busy this week. Like I don't have any time. That is the most frustrating bullshit answer, right? Mm-hmm. You have time. You're gonna eat, right? You're gonna eat. You're gonna eat somewhere. Sometime in the next week. Yeah. You could just eat with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to say hi. Like yeah. I'm just trying to see people. And if you're like, yeah, there's just no time in my day. Like you could be working. Let's say you're working 40 hours a week. You are going to school 40 hours a week. On a day to day, let's say you're both doing that five uh, days a week. You're either going to be free on the weekends or even on those days. There's still if it's time. spread throughout all days, you're still going to have like two to three hours. Like, I don't care how busy you are, there's time. And if you want something bad enough, you're going to make time for mm-hmm. the people that you care about. Oh, totally. So, yeah, basically you're saying if you ask someone to go to lunch and they said they don't have time, they just don't care about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I just don't. Like, the, they should just say, I don't want to get lunch with you. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'd rather like, hear I'd, that I'd appreciate than hear that. some bullshit. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, all right, I get like, okay, it. Okay, I just want to ask you again. Yeah. Just no one has the balls <laughs> to say that stuff anymore yeah fuck them though like no but just say what's on your mind oh i agree you know but time like 
as someone who is busy, and I know you're busy too, with the amount of stuff I do in a week, so that's school, six classes, um, working 20 to 30 hours a week also, and working out every single day, and uh, doing this podcast, which probably, what would you say, we probably put like four, four, like five to ten hours a week maybe into it. Yeah. Like, just with overall, like, content creation, editing, whatnot, or actual recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have time to do the shit that I like to do because I'm yeah. good at time management. Like, I can plan my whole Google my Google calendar. Makes sense. And there's still space for me to do shit on my own time. I still cook all my meals. And I can meal prep and I do everything. But then there's people that don't do half the shit that we do on a weekly basis. And they say, oh, I don't have time. But really, they're just sitting on TikTok doing, you know, fuck all. Yeah. And I don't know if that's Social them not media. caring or them actually thinking they don't have time. Yeah. That oh my gosh. Um I'm gonna throw my dad under under right. Um so we I think it's like Christmas Day or something. We we had we had people over and somebody said, like, hey, you should you should watch this show uh on TV and my dad's like I wish. I I wish I had time to watch <laughs> yeah. that show. And like are like what's going through your mind yeah. like what what does you saying that have are you trying to like impress people that like you're so busy mm-hmm. but like he don't get me wrong he works he works a lot he works long days but he's still gonna find time to watch tv and he's gonna watch the shows he's watched a hundred times he wants over to watch what he instead wants of watching watch. a new he's show he's not watching what other people tell him to watch yeah and so he's just gonna say oh i'm too busy you know yeah but he has time that's a huge thing is you know how many people say oh i don't have time to go to the gym that's the one that bugs me the most because i think everyone should try to find time to not just go to the gym but you know physical exercise um people say oh i don't have time to go to the gym i don't have time to go for a run you could run for 10 minutes a day and i think that's that's good enough if you if you run out your door at 8 a.m or 8 p.m when you get home from work and run for literally 10 minutes boom you have you've impressed me that's good but like when people yeah. say they don't have time for even that the slightest, how much how many hours do you spend either looking at social media, TV, um, just you know mindlessly wandering the internet? If you add that all up in one day, you you could have gone to the gym three times probably. Mm-hmm. Like most people's screen time is what like four hours a day on average. Some people are like eight or more, like eight yeah, hours a day of screen time. You could have gone to the gym, dude. Yes, you could. Shut up. <laughs> yeah that that hurts it's me frustrating lot. yeah and also some people just say they don't want to go to the gym i get it um that's a huge thing of motivation if you just you're like i don't want to go to the gym like it's just not like you're not someone that wants to work out you don't care i guarantee you if you went to the gym every day for a week or a month you would be like fuck this is amazing i need to do this forever and there's so many other ways to grow yourself personally whether it's reading learning something mm-hmm. new like there's so many just avenues to improve yourself rather than wasting time on social media. That's a great way of putting it, though. It's frustrating when I see people so close to me just wasting time. That's a great way of putting it, though, is different avenues. I think that's kind of what the whole 75 hard mental toughness challenge is, is the multiple avenues that you take is one, diet, two, workout, three, hydration, four, reading, so books and whatnot, and five is, like, the overall progress that you make. 
you'll you realize that progress when you see those pictures. So that's what the picture is taken mm-hmm. for. You need to be aware of the progress that you made. Another thing worth noting is that there's no alcohol consumption or drug usage in the 75 Heart Challenge. So Jason, where would you say you get your energy? What motivates you? When you wake up in the morning, what gets you out of bed? Hmm. I think a lot of my energy, or like, I, I would say, I know for a fact that when I work out, my energy levels are through the roof, even more so after, but I say what gets me out of bed every day is the motivation for what's next, and for me, the what's next is where am I living next and what is my first job going to be. Like I right now I have I'm in my last two semesters of school. Next semester I'm learning two classes and working full time after my internship. So that's that's already planned. But then after that the what's next is where am I moving when what am I doing? And I'm motivated to get to that point next. Once I get there, then there'll be another what's next. So I think that's what pushes me is the what next in my own life. What okay. I get that. More of a holistic long term. Yeah. Um if I if I have nothing planned for the day, like if it's a Friday, I don't have work, I don't have class, I feel like I just can't get out of bed. Mm, yeah. Like I feel like there's nothing that will motivate me to get out of bed. Um, but something that I feel like helps is send, setting up kind of a dependability with friends or loved ones where, um, I mean, for tomorrow, tomorrow, for example, I've get up at like 8 a.m. to take my mom to work, but that's going to make sure I'm up at 8 a.m. Yeah. Today, I had a meeting with a counselor at 8 a.m. I'm not going to miss that meeting, so I'm going to be up at 8 a.m. So kind of like setting scheduling, whether it's even just to talk to somebody in the morning, if I have that dependability where I need to be here, otherwise I'm going to let somebody down, that's something that will make sure that I make it there. Um, Otherwise, yeah, yeah, I feel like, especially with the weather right now, I have had difficulties getting up. Oh, yeah. Getting so that's dude, that's where I'm thinking about the whole what's next. I want to live somewhere where I can get up and it just won't be cold. Therefore, I have no problem getting out of bed. That's Mm -hmm. a huge part. Mm -hmm. That's some like there would be some days where I would lay in bed for an extra hour because I was just so scared of standing on the tile floor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like it was like my worst nightmare every morning. But uh I, I think overall what energizes most people is like they don't even know like they just live day to day and if you mm-hmm. if you try to you know figure out what it is that moves you then you're gonna move a little bit faster also yeah over the this past summer I would wake up and like it'd be hot like I'd, I'd still have like my comforter out so I'd wake up like sweating but that was like I was like I need to get out of bed yeah. like it's just so hot here and so then I would take my cold shower and I'd feel great like that's the, the cold best shower does ever. it yeah cold shower after waking up hot is the best but if I'm in the winter waking up freezing I can't take a cold shower my body my my brain tells me not yeah. to it's yeah, not gonna should. happen there's no way so I take a hot shower and then that calms me down more yeah. and I don't have the energy in the morning so. Okay, true, because in the winter, I know I'm not taking cold showers either, but whenever, like, I would go on, like, vacation, like, when I was most recently in Florida with, like, the friends, like, I, mm-hmm. if it was not only, like, a, like you know, a long night and a rough morning, cold shower kind of gets you out of that funk, but also, like, if there was another time where I was on vacation and it's, like, 90 degrees out when I wake up, I step outside after waking up, it, you're hot, boom, take the cold shower, ready to go for the day. Like, cold shower yeah. when it's hot out. I'm sure you did that in Georgia, right? Like, 
like when you were at school would you take your cold shower instead of warm shower you're not doing that yet that's something that's really frustrating me because that's when i was first getting into cold showers was right before i left to go to savannah oh, okay and we were in the dorms and the dorms didn't really get that cold oh really like, most times it's the yeah, other way no around matter. like the water doesn't get hot it would come out warm and it would never really get colder than that no and way it was pretty frustrating to me yeah that's really weird because mm-hmm. i have the i have the opposite problem my place like all my my water is freezing cold if i want it to be <laughs> but if i want it to get hot yeah. it gets hot relatively fast but not hot hot like like I so when I went to my buddy Cam's in uh, Marquette, Michigan, he's in the UP. Holy shit, he has the nicest water. It's on Lake Superior, so it's it's Lake Superior water. His water pressure amazing. His water got so hot, like you could get boiling water out of the sink almost. Like not actually, but pretty damn close. And I I didn't know that, so I'd go in the shower after like we hiked like 20 miles that day. And I go and turn the shower, crank it to the fullest heat as I could possibly could. Because that's what I do at my place. Like, that's how I get it to the right temperature. And as soon as I stick just my arm in to get into the shower, my skin started to peel off. It was so hot. But I was like, all right, shit. That's like, that's better than it not getting hot at all. Like, it was, it was intimidating though. I was like, fuck, I need to be careful with the water here. But also just great water pressure and clean water too. Like Superior is pretty nice. That's something that blows me away. I probably just don't know enough about it, but water pressure? Like, if I'm going to a hotel and they have weak water pressure, like, I'm sure it's just something where you're just switching from, like, a larger valve or a larger well, think pipe about to how a smaller many showers pipe. are in a hotel, how much water pressure they need. I just don't get it, man. We should have this figured out. I know, like, it's, it's fucking pipes and, like, you know, yeah. gears and I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about it either, but you'd think that it would be figured out by now. I'm sure it is. It's just expensive to implement, so it's not like everyone has That's it. true. That's, That's true. true. Yeah, yeah. We figured it out. There's water Everyone's dripping on me, man. Yeah, exactly. Get this bougie-ass, bougie-ass hotel and it's just dripping water. You know what I really want to do, what came to mind just recently <laughs> today? I want to go to a comedy show so bad. Really? Have you ever been to a comedy show? No. No, I have not. So my parents definitely used to go a lot when they were together, like in like the 90s also too. They said they would go to all these comedy shows in New York or Chicago. And I've never been to one. I love stand-up comedy. I know a lot of the personalities in it, and I feel like it would be a really fun thing to go to with a group of friends. Would you rather go stand-up or improv? Stand-up okay improv just feels like like i feel like i'm watching nickelodeon or something like. <laughs> i have so much respect for people who do improv oh, d- well. yeah it's impressive like, if you do it well yeah, yeah. Um, could you do improv yeah no absolutely not <laughs> i can't do stand up yeah. i can't do shit i think i would be relatively okay at improv definitely not me i don't think i'd be good at stand up either i'm sin- i'm situationally and scenario funny i can't just tell jokes we should do a, an, an improv scene on our Instagram sometime <laughs> okay. for the fans. Do an Instagram live. Instagram <laughs> live us. improv. And we're also in different places. You're in you're in Georgia and I'm in Wisconsin. That'd be awesome. That would be terrible. It's going to we'll happen, do it. Guys. We'll do it. Yeah, so, we'll do it, though, just for the yeah, fans. for sure. Jason, moving forward, what kind of people are you looking to have on the show? Well, just from what like we've discussed i think it would just be really worth getting people from different industries different like walks of life you know like right now Mm -hmm. all we had was griffin so far who we talked about life cycle religion you know 
stuff like that of that nature. And we talk about so many other things with him that just happen yeah. naturally. But another like industry that we could talk about with someone is like um, marketing would be like well, a simple answer just because I'm in marketing, photography, medical, like a like a lawyer, attorney, psychologist, people that have knowledge in these fields that we don't have. Like it'd be really cool if we could get a comedian on, like and like just they would just blow us up because <laughs> they would get so many laughs. And I forget yeah. who said it, but I remember. Um, hearing it somewhat recently was that comedians are actually really smart because they're over a processing speed when they think of these things in their head that just happen naturally they're really smart and they're very intellectual but overall Mm. i think it would just be really great to get um a wide variety of industry on the show and we can either book by personality or by category if we know we want someone on the show based on like who they are, how they are, like their emotion and like portrayal that they put on as a person, then that's great. Or we can just target people within certain industries. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we've gone from high school together, then we split off to different community colleges and now we're at our own um, universities. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we've met a lot of different people from different walks of life that would be more than happy to help us out, hop on the podcast with us. Yeah. Um, I know there's definitely a couple of professors that I have in psychology or uh, animation who I'm sure would love to come on and educate us about their fields. I think I only have like one professor that I would be comfortable bringing on, but definitely, yeah, just the whole amount of people that we both know. I know like we both are just like, we talk to a lot of people and not only is it good for us to bring people on the show, people can use it to their advantage too. Like if we bring someone that's an entrepreneur on the show, and they, they can promote their business, their catalog, whatever it is that they're doing, or anyone in any field. Promoting themselves, great. It's a great way to market yourself is just getting on a podcast. I know we're not huge, but we're something. <laughs> we're getting there. Just give us give us some time. Yeah, we're man. better than nothing. You know? And obviously... Wait till we get those, those ads. Obviously, Zendaya on the show down the road, that'd be nice. Efron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Efron. Maybe like a male porn star. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Did you have anybody in mind? Any specific... Oh, no, no, no. Johnny Sins? Yeah, that's the only one I know. Johnny Sins, yeah. That's the only one I know. Okay. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's going to be all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Make sure to follow our Instagram at jsidepodcast. Check our Twitter at jsidepodcast. If you have any questions, make sure to email them over to jsidepodcast at gmail.com. Jason, you have anything to plug? Any last words? Yeah, I guess I could give my movie recommendation for the week. Uh, I think a good one would be Fractured. This is a Netflix original. It came out in 2019. This is a psychological thriller. I loved it. Super exciting to watch. One of those mind-blowing movies at the end where you just can't believe what happened. It's directed by Brad Anderson, and his lead role is Sam Worthingwright. And I guess other than that, shout out to Jake Gorey for that awesome intro that we had on the last episode. Um, Keep putting out those bangers. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Gorey. And thanks for listening. Yep. Once again, that's G-O-R-E-Y for Gory. Thanks again, man. Really appreciate everything that you've been doing for us. Um, and if you guys want to connect with us on LinkedIn, now we had a big LinkedIn episode <laughs> last uh, time. So if you want to find me, I'm Jesse Zumstein. Should be something with animation or technical animation. So feel free to reach out. And yep, I'm on LinkedIn too. Jason Lamana. That's Jason with a Y. Yeah. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week.